0: we
1: number 42 it's that douglas adams number sorry I, I somebody had to say it of the infinite backlog a chronological tour of the best and most noteworthy marvel comics did it have to be said yeah it did have to be it it it, it did i hate hey, the what 42 the, thing i hate i'm what? so sorry i hate the 42 thing because oh, yeah. it has become just such a like knee jerk like it's we're a, nerds so we make the it's reference it's a weird meme and it's a weird reference and it's also like such an odd takeaway odd it's specific and small and unimportant and not that and like a bad joke Mm -hmm. that somebody that somebody who read an entire book was like this is the thing I'm gonna quote forever (laughs) Shane are you lost
0: you're talking about the hitchhiker's guide to whatever right yes
1: yes you're not lost you just you just weren't sure
0: (laughs) I well I I've never read it or seen it or participated in that part of pop culture
1: they're really good reads, but there's more to it than the number 42, which is all people seem to talk about. I, it's I, the, it,
0: it just grabbed them, man. It, it's like a, <laughs> it's a huge nerd bomb. Like it's a huge it's just a huge thing. I don't know. Like even. Yeah. So even when I was playing magic as a as a as a child, baby and Pokemon and whatever, like it was still a funny joke. Then people still thought it was so funny.
1: It's hilarious. Oh, did you see the number 42 in there? Isn't that just like that book that we like? I've interrupted my own fucking absurdly rigid structure of an intro that I've given to this podcast, but here we go. Let's say our names. I'm Andy, the tin-plated twit, and with me are my co-hosts Shane, the immense gaseous giant, oh. <laughs> and Rory, the giant space hoovermatic. Mm, sure, Fun. You know, you've made an interesting style choice. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, you know, it's got pros and cons. No do- no, uh, no, no enemy in the in the house. Uh, you announce our names in the same order every week. Oh yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Irrespective of how good the nickname is, you don't end on the punchline always. Not always, <laughs> but I try and give Rory one that makes me laugh and that Rory might like. Fair enough. I do but find mine in-
0: trend silly. Are you saying <laughs> but- you don't like being the punchline, Rory?
1: Oh, I love it, dude. I'm here for it. I'm I'm a fucking glutton for punishment. So today we read uh, X-Men, Iron Man, and Fantastic Four. And it takes us from September through November of 1979. And uh, I definitely didn't just throw these bummers together at the last second because work kept me crazy busy until we started recording. So here's an incredibly prepared set of bummers. Which starts with a fun thing. It's not a bummer. The Sugar Hill Gang releases Rapper's Delight. Fucking landmark. Landmark rap song. Top 40 hit. We love Rapper's Delight. Uh, (laughs) I'm actually a fan of this one. Kentucky Fried Chicken Magnate John Y. Brown Jr. is elected governor of Kentucky. (laughs) I did not know he got elected governor. (laughs) Which is so funny to me. He's like... I'm the king of Kentucky chicken. Make me the king of Kentucky. <laughs> I could do named both. My, I named my chicken after you, you ungrateful monsters. Make me your king. <laughs> men make chicken good. That means Man we make, make
0: men make chicken good. good.
1: <laughs> and also dominating uh, November of 1979 is the Iran hostage crisis. Oh, yeah. Which I know nothing about. I'm so sorry. Didn't do the research, Rory. Do you know anything about this? I saw Argo. Uh, I haven't done any like research. I did not see Argo. Is that about this? Oh, is that what Argo's Blue... about?
0: Hmm.
1: Where's I'm am I'm, I'm history was my worst subject in school. This is why it's kind of fun for me to get to do some of this and be like, oh, look at these fun and bad things that happened.
0: Yeah, history makes me uh, want to die.
1: <laughs> I'm so I'm so it's horrible with not
0: it. not in like a not in like a I don't care about our history, but in like a teachers don't present it in a
1: way that I want to learn from. The, well, there's that. I You know, history as it stands is very important and, very, and like a giant, giant bummer. It, it, you do kind of raise the question that's interesting, though, that like at some point in our development towards a Star Trek utopia. hmm. Do do we just banished the humanity that came before it to never be spoken again. Because that's a real maybe. It is a real maybe.
0: Well, I, I, I counter with this. As someone who grew up in Montana, do you think the history I was being taught was a little bit different than the history that you learned over here? <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you think I that I maybe had a government teacher who was a Nazi sympathizer? Do you maybe think that?
1: Ooh, I, that's I didn't yeah. think that, but I do now. No, it's I, very th- I, true. I, I, he I still work stereotype there. on Idaho, but uh, they're mm Mhm mhm mhm. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. It's a, it's a bummer, but I like finding the, the rapper's delights in the list. I got to say, like I Take that Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off Nazis. We got rapper <laughs> rapper's delight. Hip hop a hip hop hip hop hippity hop up off the fucking face of the earth motherfucker. Oh.
0: Oh, you're talking about rappers <laughs> without a W. Yes. Do you think this was some sort of candy? Edible candy, yeah. edible wrapper? Sugar Hill thing <laughs> is the best candy store in
1: town. <laughs> uh, he did just say he was taught false history by a Nazi, so I guess we'll give him a pass. <laughs> oh, no. I'm in love with that so much. <laughs> Where do you buy this candy that everybody loves? <laughs> Oh, it must just be the Rapper's Delight. Um, okay, I love you both dearly. This is, this is stupid as fuck. I like fuck. the idea that it's still spelled <laughs> Rapper's Delight, but it is a candy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a candy that
0: rappers it's all It's just a love. candy for rappers.
1: <laughs> There's a lot of those nowadays. Oh, God. Hey, uh, we... Our comic podcast, <laughs> but this the beginning segment—tell th- me beginning, what's going on in our lives. Yeah, this beginning segment is getting more and more uh, longer and longer, and more and more fun to me, and I enjoy I enjoy watching it grow. Like a, I was gonna say nasty tumor, but there's got to be a better way to say that. <laughs> As we get more popular, and our podcast is insanely popular. Uh, <laughs> You know, people care what's going on with us, and they want to hear our takes on things. Yeah, on Kentucky Fried Chicken and the Iran Hostage Crisis. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's so stupid.
1: (laughs) All right, all right.
0: (laughs) Kentucky Fried Iran Hostage Crisis is so
1: good. X-Men is the first one that we wanted to talk about. We read two issues uh, where I would say, finally, I am, I'm am getting a little bit of satisfaction back after the really long period of dramatic irony. We had to sit through where everyone thought everyone else was dead. Uh, we finally get some people finding out that no one's dead. No one died. And it's cool. I I, I like the, I like the sort of awkwardness that shows up between especially Gene and Scott, but uh yeah it's 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 a lot of plot threads that we're following it's like i feel like i feel like this first issue they like kept doing meanwhile sequences like to remind us we're we're kind of in an anime thing where they a whole episode is devoted to you know making one inch of progress on 10 different plot threads (laughs) i mean we even caught up with magneto in his jammies on his asteroid (laughs) mansion Surprised at his computer wife. Huh, oh, that was there? so sad. It was so sad. He deletes that picture of his wife. He's I know, like, huh, it is super sad. Hmm,
0: how'd you get here? Bye.
1: <laughs> that's going to the vault. Because he's just like reading the news and his computer. Uh, there's a computer glitch that shows him the picture of his dead wife. And he's just, like, <laughs> that's a... understandably super bummed. <laughs> <laughs> he that computer glitch where it shows you your dead wife. <laughs> that would ever happen to you (laughs) oh no yeah it's uh it's weird it's very weird um have we talked about jason weingard yet on the podcast i feel like he hasn't well come up he hasn't his appearances have been at first completely unnamed uh he is not the uh the black king i'm aware of i'm a sebastian shaw era Mm -hmm. x-men reader Right. Yeah, because cuz the Hellfire Club is is that this issue may be the very first time the words Hellfire Club are appear in comics. They've referenced a I think there's been reference to sort of a shady organization that was sort of keeping tabs on the Phoenix like the Phoenix thing. Uh but they have been they've been named the Hellfire Club. There's this guy Jason. He's a he seems like a British con artist to me to a certain degree and he's 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 (laughs) a shape-shifting vagrant (laughs) (laughs) he spent the last few weeks dressing up as different people to give gene gray positive reinforcement from strangers
0: you're doing so good
1: (laughs) oh hi i'm a priest on your airplane and i think you're doing great (laughs) and and it's all i guess in service of like I don't know, boosting her spirits, getting to know her, and then inserting himself into her life He's with like, spooky visions. He's grooming to be a hellfire, yes. to be some sort of hellfire phoenix. Yeah. It's nasty. It is definite, like, nasty grooming vibes, because... There's a real cool panel, though, where he sort of imagines her slow shift to the Black Queen, and then it'd be cut to her, in, like, in a black dress in the mirror. Yeah. Yeah, um, I can realize it that, was that was yeah, It was very cinematic. Yeah. Very cinematic. It was good. Nothing... I mean, unless it's foreshadowing, it's it's not particularly important. Or, but it is a it is good, good art. Yeah, which, well, good graphic sequencing. Yeah, it's very it's very cool. Jean uh, I think it has something to do with Jason. I think he's doing this to her, maybe in like somehow. But she keeps having these visions of her in like period oh, piece for sure. dramas. In the in the last one, I believe she mentions Jason by name. I don't know if his name has come up in her weird Victorian dreams. Prior. Right, right. But now he like, screams his that, name. Yeah, it's clear he's he's in there. She screams his name at Scott, and Scott's like, "Oh no, who's Jason? <laughs> who's she?" <laughs> Meanwhile, he, don't forget he's got the key to Sub Brod's apartment. Yes, he does. He absolutely does, oh, and he, yeah. you know he hasn't gotten rid of that key. No. That's for uh,
0: special occasions. Why does he <laughs> keep it in his suit? Like, there he doesn't have any pockets. Mm. Do the X-Men have pockets?
1: Well, oh, so Ooh. it's funny you mentioned that his... Uh, <laughs> it's funny you mentioned his, that. I've written an essay about this topic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'd have to pull up this issue specifically. I believe he's got more or less a spandex suit, but his sort of most iconic costume is covered in pockets. He's got like a, a belt oh. and bandolier yeah, that like are all... Yeah, like a bandolier pockets. He's got like yeah. a Batman... Like a bat belt, but a bandolier. That's a lot of bees. I'm sorry. Uh, that
0: belt bandolier.
1: Yeah. Uh, utility belt is the phrase I was looking for. Uh, sorry, my nerd bona fide is almost expired. Um, the thing that I like about the, the Jason Weingart, like dream bits is that all of these dreams are like weird spooky period Victorian pieces and then in one of them she's like riding on horseback with Jason and then he's like ah it's been so fun out here hunting man and she's like what <laughs> <laughs> and wakes like this is just like a dude in an like with wearing antlers that they've just murdered and she's like oh my god and wakes up <laughs> It's like although he spooky. although he appears to be murdered by Mutant X aka Proteus. he's yes. all zapped but we don't actually we haven't seen him do that it's 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 technically possible that is, uh, you know, some sleight of hand from the artist that Jean Grey, that the Phoenix is able to zap people of their life force and that Proteus isn't doing it at all. Mm. because We have not seen him do it on page when he fought the X-Men. He did not drain anybody's life force. No, No, but he he talks about
0: sucking the shells dry, though. Oh,
1: that's true. He does. So we do okay. So so we the other yeah. That's the other important thing that happens in these two issues. Everyone con- converges on Mirror Island, uh, finding out he, they're all alive. And you know, there's like a, a like Scott tries to call and he hears Lorna being freaked out. And they get in the black the Blackbird or whatever you know their Quinjet and they just blast off and they all show up.
0: I think it's the Blackbird.
1: We, yeah, I think it is the Blackbird. I couldn't remember what they whether that was a thing yet, but he. Uh, We learn that Moira has been hiding her son here at her research station, otherwise known as Mutant X, otherwise known by himself as Proteus, and he's like a very spooky, very powerful mutant who possesses people, and has to, repeatedly, and I guess can shift reality. He seems very powerful in a spooky way. He's powerful Uh, and spooky. But he hates metal. (laughs) His only weakness is metal. And uh, I didn't expect that to come into play so quickly. They're like, here's a little bit of... I didn't realize he's like, has a weakness to all metal. I guess we'll find out when Colossus shows up. I thought right. he was unable to, to warp uh, Wolverine. He sort of explains it, but it's full of loopholes because this is magic, right? So yes. it's like, yes. uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but basically because Wolver- Wolverine's not the person he was born as. He exists as this sort of new entity that, that he's somehow unable to warp. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I I think that part of the explanation of his weaknesses included a thing about how he hates inorganic material, especially metal. Yeah, but I, I again, again, you're right. It's magic. It's gonna be the edges of this are gonna be blurry. But yeah, I don't know. We leave this in a cliffhanger where proteus keeps trying to possess and attack the x-men and they're trying to contain him and i guess we'll find out more next week uh yeah in- including uh, you know the secret of his birth and why he was hidden away obviously it's probably the powers but you know we don't have a lot of details from moira because she do not want to talk about it and scott and jean's reunions fairly lacking in much yeah. conversation yeah they're just kind of awkward and not talking which i think well, I don't know about it. I, I think you. I think I would talk to my presumed yeah. dead ex, but or not ex, but like you grieved them and then and then started dating somebody else. You would be awkward as fuck. Yes. It would, this is this is a this is a tense reunion. So X-Men's great. We're loving it still. Let's talk about our best friends that have returned. Returned from the the infinite backlog grave. To to haunt our haunt our eyes one more time. It's Fantastic you, Four. <laughs> you fucking
0: made me read a fucking Galactus comic. <laughs> you promised that I would that, never have to see that, Galactus or that giant baby I The Watcher never, ever again. I never made that promise. But uh, we all know, we all I know that not. as soon as we're not looking, you're gonna slip Galactus all the way knuckle deep inside of our brain hole. <laughs> As fast as you can. As soon, big, as, Shane and Rory, as soon as Shane and Rory aren't paying attention, here comes a mouthful of Galactus, and it's just it makes me so mad.
1: <laughs> At least there's no backstory oh. this time. You know what I like though? You know what I enjoy about about uh when Annie makes you mad? How quickly how quickly I'm re- I'm like unvilified. I'm on the team unquestionably. Once <laughs> 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 there's an enemy. He's back in, baby. <laughs> well Shane Shane's alliances are are very fluid <laughs> they're fickle
0: <laughs> that's true that is true I will I will give you that that is
1: true <laughs> uh, this one this one is a it's a continuation so if we had felt I know we didn't when we finished Nova we didn't feel like following that plot line immediately to see what happens we are sort of seeing what happened after that like you know Nova and and Dr. Sun and and the Sphinx and stuff all went up the planet Xandar. And didn't you say they write out Dr. Sun? He's not in the new team. So fuck that forever. Yeah. I, I don't know where Dr. Sun is. Uh, I don't know what happened to him. I think maybe he ran away.
0: He's in your heart. He lives in your heart,
1: Andy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how Marvel missed the mark so bad on Dr. Sun. Like, you have a <laughs> slam dunk character and he got like two issues and then written out forever. He's the coolest. He's one of the coolest villains we've read up to this point. Yep. That's not like a super you know, arc long villain. I mean, maybe he comes back. I don't know. I didn't do that research. Uh, I I think, I think it's very possible. Like Molten Man's hot, but he's one dimensional, right? He's (laughs) like, he's not an interesting character. Yeah. Despite those sweet thighs. He never tried to eat Dracula. Dr. Son fucking rules. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So hopefully we do see him again. I'm, 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 I'm very invested I in I have that.
0: insider info. I have insider info. What? You, you do see him again because <gasps> he becomes Herbie. <gasps> Dr. Fuck, Sun you're is spoiling herbie. spoiling us. I'm not spoiling you. It's it, ha- didn't. It's something we didn't read. Dr. Sun is Herbie.
1: Oh, that weird little R2D2? Wait, class? Are, we yeah. so, are we supposed to know that? So I think you read Reed be, Richards yeah. has a, an adorable little robot that Ben hates a lot. He's more like a Wally, but Ben calls him R2D2, which was my reference. But he looks like Wally, mm-hmm. kind of. Or not Wally. I mean, the. Uh, the girl, the girl from Wally, the female coded robot Eve, yeah, Eve yeah, he, he otherwise Herbie seems like a weird tack on, like for some reason, we wanted them to have another sidekick, even though there's four characters, like, let's give him a robot, Yeah, it's like in a cartoon where somebody has a dog that just shows up now, and like they're on the team the <laughs> do- <laughs> and there's a dog now, uh, well, that's interesting though, so is it, so Doctor Sun is like secretly inside herbie? I'm. I, I'm interested in this. I'm
0: not. Sh- I'm not sure if it's if it's a secret or if they know. I didn't. I didn't read it. But I looked up the All little right. Herbie. Ro- I had to look up the little Herbie robot because I was like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> 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 it has. A, it had literally has a target on it.
1: We can have that as a as a fun little surprise for us, not for the reader who would be keeping up, but for us who skip things we don't like. Uh, just just to sort of have a token conversation about this, we're we're gonna follow Fantastic Four. Just a little while longer. We're going to finish up this this particular storyline next week with the Sphinx and Galactus. But I find a couple of these things funny. They go to find Galactus because the Sphinx is attacking Earth. And they want Galactus's help. And in the process, it seems like Reed Richards kind of sells the farm. He makes a very odd deal. So for Galactus (laughs) to help... He first, he says, like, why would I help a planet I've sworn never to return to? Uh, you guys beat me. Uh, and also Galactus has apparently been the high evolutionary turned him into a brain and then turned him back into Galactus. And I guess he's stronger now because <laughs> <laughs> I think you need to, you need to know he's supposedly stronger for this logic to follow because sure the Fantastic Four think he's stronger than the Sphinx who they are weaker than. Yes. And it doesn't make any sense for them to seek out his help. Otherwise, if they can beat Galactus, they should be able to beat the Sphinx as far as we know yeah uh, anyway so he's stronger than the sphinx the sphinx is stronger than them the sphinx is stronger than old galactus um <laughs> and reed richards offers him to basically attack earth whenever he wants again <laughs> uh, in exchange for <laughs> yeah, help you to can save totally it come back I'm like yeah we'll, we'll fight <laughs> very, you but very like, weird you will fight you but you're not you're no you're no longer banished you can try and eat our planet and that's like not cool but obviously within the terms of the deal I also, this is not going to come up naturally in conversation because it has yet to be important. But they also, at some point in the last few issues that we didn't read, got hit by some sort of Skrull ray ray gun that makes them age super fast, so they're all getting wrinkly and old. (laughs) And they're it's it's not flattering. It was jarring. Yeah, they're they're drawn pretty haggard. Mm -hmm. Um, the last thing I was going to say was like and. After Reed offers such a tremendously bad deal to Galactus, he still makes them sweeten the pot and bring him a new Herald. That part's pretty cool, though. <laughs> let's, let's. It's a side, good. It's let's, a, yeah. It's a good issue, but like, boy, did did he get bent over the barrel on that deal? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's very silly. Before we leave that first issue, uh, I want to point out this is just something basically just for Shane, but. There's nonsense with like a meteor shower, and the thing is like gonna sacrifice himself. And at a certain oh, point, yeah, 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 jo- Johnny <laughs> yells out, "He's going to sacrifice himself!" <laughs> and all I can hear is that fucking TikTok of "He's going to sacrifice himself. He's gonna sacrifice <laughs> himself." Uh, also, even in the comics, it's you a, can it's a, check a, the king. <laughs> it's a it's a very kind of stupid moment where. Uh, ben, Gr- ben Grimm's always doing this shit Nobody else can save us but me I'm Ben Grimm Blah 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 blah. Uh, mm-hmm. And then what Johnny does is like Well if I try and kill myself he'll have to save us both And that's his Awesome fix to this issue And that's what he does he flies right onto space And tries to die <laughs> And Ben has to give him Mouth to mouth and he's like Yeah blow out the bad air and suck In the good stuff <laughs> Suck in the good stuff sounds like a really like rejected Pizza Hut slogan. They, like before they were at, landed on "gather around the good stuff." Someone was like, "How about sucking the good stuff?" <laughs> I mean that could that could still be Dr Pepper. Uh, oh, yeah. do you like Dr Pepper? Are you mm. Dr Pepper guy? No, I don't drink sodas, but um, you don't drink soda at all. No, I don't have a sweet tooth at all. It was an easy thing to give up that you know ravages your body, and I. Do plenty of other unhealthy things to compensate. <laughs> I haven't had soda for almost Same. fourteen years. I gave it up when I turned eighteen. I don't think I have you beat. Like every once in a while, I'll have I'll have a diet coke or whatever. But I, it's it's very rare. Once a year, maybe. Dang, I haven't even had like yeah, a sip. I think I'm I'm weird. I'm a weirdo. I think I'm like somewhere between two and three years at this point with soda. Oh. I think is is what I'm where I'm at. <laughs> Good for us. Look at us. Well, We're superheroes. Well, oh, that's what i was thinking. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't give it up as a As a necessity, I just I really am not much of a of a sugary drink food type. Rory, just just take the compliment.
0: Just take the compliment. uh, Just take uh, the compliment. No, no, no.
1: Rory, you're you're robbing this moment of what it can be, which is that which is that the listeners all need to feel bad about themselves in comparison to the three of us paragons of of self-control. That's right. And you need, to, Listen, you need to get on our fucking level.
0: <laughs> we, we know that of the 18 of you listening to us that most of you probably drink soda. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's in the demographics. Sorry. I
0: mean, 18 million. The 18 million of you.
1: Yes. Yes. We, we should talk about uh, Tyros in this second issue where they need to get him Harold, And this is the guy. And he's interest. I don't know. I'm not going to say interesting. Yeah, he's sort of a he's on um what I would call a kind of John not yeah is it John Carter the uh, the sort of the Martian Chronicles he's on a sort of Uh very silly space dystopia where he's some sort of warlord there yeah um, and they fight his strange armored guys and then there's peasant folk who have weird rules where it's like we wanted you to help us and that's cool but you want to kill the warlord's army and that's not cool didn't really make any much sense to me but it gets us to his throne room the best i think this is my favorite piece of galactus content that we've ever read because they're like they don't know who this her- herald is that they're supposed to go get and they're getting sent they get captured and they're on their way to Tyros's th- throne room and galactus just jumps into their minds with telepathy and is like it's that guy it's tyros and, and like literally what he says is humble him <laughs> it's like we, you need to go humble him this is the guy and it's so, i don't know there's something so funny to me about them be like he'll be like "Ooh, ooh, that one that one humble him humble him for me especially when this guy is is clearly just kind of a baller like he's, he's... kind of a baller but he also in ways kind of sucks like he, he's not He's, he is not an issue-long villain for the, for the Fantastic Four. He's pretty thoroughly thwarted uh, <laughs> and, and without too much effort. He puts up a good fight for a few pages. He makes good reading, but like this was not a menace. This was a guy kind of minding his own business, as a warlord, granted, but on a different planet, not making huge moves. Yeah. Mid-level, mid-level no. warlord. At one point, he says, when I'm through with you, it shall be impossible for you to enjoy anything again. <laughs> and I wasn't sure if that meant because he'd bit would torture them too much, or like he'd pleasure them so much that nothing could possibly compare to Tyros after that
0: it I wasn't sure like where he was one. going it for sure seems like <laughs> that one
1: <laughs>
0: because he talks about creature comforts,
1: yeah, yeah he's gonna he's gonna desensitize them to happiness because they're gonna love the next few minutes so much <laughs> uh, I don't know. he's the new herald. Galactus is happy, and at the end of this issue, they're off to go fuck up the Sphinx. And the Watcher is super horny about it. <laughs> he's like, this is going to be the best episode ever. <laughs> Did you guys all watch What If? No. I have watched a few episodes of it, but no, I have not not watched the whole thing. I haven't watched the Watcher one. Oh, uh, Well, I mean, he's in all of them, but... Uh, you know what I mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, I, I've just... I now, I now can't hear anybody but... Uh, Jeremy Irons? No. Matthew Broderick.
0: <laughs> well, you're just naming guys.
1: <laughs> Kurt Russell. <laughs> uh, Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright. Uh, who who voices him He's wonderful. This is wonderful. The best part about what if, which is on the whole a pretty shaky experience. Uh we're finishing up now with The the climax and finale of the Iron Man storyline that we've been reading Demon in a Bottle uh, with three issues of Iron Man, which are not going to take three issues worth of discussion time because not a lot happens. But um, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on how they land or don't land these concepts. Hmm. So I, I, I guess my major takeaway. So this is where we're at the uh the fulcrum of Tony's drinking and rehabilitation. Uh and that's the primary sort of obstacle of these issues. Uh there's not not mm-hmm. a real vi- we do have well, I guess we do spread two of them out with with uh with Justin Hammer.
0: But <laughs> it was um
1: scary Justin. Meek being Justin. <laughs> and so that is that that is a, a larger part of it. Okay. Uh but I had a sort of split reaction to To the portrayal of both alcoholism and, uh, sobriety that was, I think, probably as good as I'm gonna get out of, for the time and for the target audience Mm -hmm. that these were written for. Um, but it really did feel like up to this point, Tony's demons were the enemy. Like, I thought it was a more adult interpretation of, of addiction where like he's self-medicating yeah and uh, by the end of this it sort of felt like well alcohol is the real demon (laughs) Uh, which which again is sort of a you know sort of more of a dare um version of addiction Mm -hmm. yeah it really is i i was kind of struck because i've never read this before uh this is a I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up the the Wikipedia article for it right now actually because there's a couple quotes that I thought were funny but this is kind of like a quintessential Iron Man story uh, which maybe is like a, a an indicator of how infrequently Iron Man is really good because <laughs> um, I don't think this is a this, these issues that we've read have been particularly good necessarily like this isn't what i would call like a oh fuck landmark comic moment i know we're out of the context we're not literally in 79 reading about a major hero having alcohol problems but like you know just looking at them like comics they just seem pretty standard i uh, will for uh, one we're used to three-dimensional characters uh, as as modern readers where and we know for a fact that almost none of our characters deal with major issues mm-hmm. there's death but that's kind of like it's not personal. Every, everybody has people in their life that die, right? Yep. Um you know, there's the whole like, "woe is me." It's so hard having a secret identity. I can't do all the fun things I want to do. But this is one of the few sort of personal foibles of a character that is um, a wrinkle in 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 their in their life, and didn't necess- didn't strictly need to be in the content at all. They could have just never made him a drunk, and we would have right. never, ne- been none the wiser. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say like his alcoholism adds to his character because like, I don't know, that's a weird take. But in, a, in like in a weird like sort of story way where one plus one equals two, it kind of does add to his yeah. character. Yeah. Three dimensionality. Um, it makes him. Yeah, it makes him. More like a person in a way that a lot of these Avengers aren't um, here. I got the I got the Wikipedia article up. I was going to read this one because it kind of cracked me up. Uh, Iron Man was never known for having engaging stories, but in this one rare case, it happened, and that's why we <laughs> treasure it.
0: Yeah, and I, I think
1: in reboots, it's a little more clear that um, that the drinking was also a coping mechanism for just for being Iron Man, just for this this double life he's leading. Um, mm-hmm. Because the way it's presented in the '70s is kind of like that's what men do. You know, he just yeah. It's never presented as as anything other than just a guy with a little bit of money and time to kill, just having a l- blowing off some steam at the bar, until these issues uh, where it's his drinking exactly is, is, has a darker tone to it. Yeah, and it seems to it, I, I I'll admit over nine issues or whatever it was that we read, like they did sort of slow play it a little bit. Like they didn't just be like, "Here's one issue where now the drinking is a problem." Like they did their effort to like. Over several months, like, build it a little. but It was pronounced, res- but like the- a, a decade of him just casually drinking, I it, it was not a big enough yes. shift in tone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fully agree. And so, then also the resolution of it, where in one issue he goes from full crisis to I recognize I have a problem to like withdrawal to kicking it to relapsing almost, and then not relapsing and then driving off into the sunset in 20 I pages. Think, I think it's a little fast. Uh, I think it was the right choice because they do ellipse it. We see him kind of locked in the, in the apartment with Beth and he getting his shit together mm-hmm. um, or through a sort of montage of sorts.
0: If they didn't do it like that, it would have been another 10 issues. I was of about him to say basically the Going, same, yeah. going, going through <laughs> rehab, right? Because like, yeah. it's, yeah. it's not. Yeah. It's not a slow journey like it's not no. it's not and it's an not overnight a, it's, success,
1: it, but it's not a compelling read either to see. Ex- yeah, like to just show him not drinking, it. Right. right? <laughs> yeah, it'd be really interesting to
0: be in that room when they're doing like their think tank or they're doing like the breakaway for the the issue planning. Right. And they're like, OK, we have these 10 mm-hmm. issues coming up in the next this year and we want to highlight his alcoholism and we want to solve it. And then them actually having a discussion about like how fast they're going to do it and how what they can actually put on the page and what they can actually ask of the reader to pay attention to for long enough. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting thought.
1: And like what Rory said earlier is also really relevant, which is remembering the audience of these comics, which like Mm -hmm. obviously, yes, we know that even even in the you know, in the 60s when Silver Surfer was coming out. Or early, was that early 70s? I don't remember. Even when Silver Surfer was coming out, and we know for a fact that, like, college kids were all about it and, like, other stuff. Like, the actual bread and butter of Marvel and of comics in general has got to be under 15. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Well, it's definitely, the, um, it's definitely what they're written. F- I don't know about explicitly explicitly, but, like, they're written with the understanding that many small children are reading them that they're probably the primary target, even if comics are gaining ground as a wider target audience. Yeah, it's not fully accepted, I don't think, until probably the '80s that that adults are reading these too. I think maybe maybe the part that I liked the most, um, aside from Leapfrog and Water Wizard and Discus, the best villains I've ever <laughs> seen in my entire
0: life. <laughs> Discus was incredible.
1: <laughs> Dude, sorry, I've, I've derailed myself. Justin Hammer like bankrolls his own sort of weird little cadre of Iron Man villains that are all terrible. And uh, one's a frogman, and I love him. <laughs> and one just throws discs. <laughs> uh, and one is water wizard, and he just casually drops that he was a nom vet. And I'm like, Whoa, what is this world building we're doing for water wizard? <laughs> oh, I think I, 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 th- I, I read it as a little more relevant than that. But yes, it is. It is ham-fisted in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, think, I think a significant number. Of readers in this age group in this era will have drunk dads. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yep. And and Vietnam is a reasonable overlap with that. I feel I feel like you're right. I definitely do. The I guess the aspect of this that I liked the most is is maybe a little bit where Rory was talking about how they fell short, but like him talking about like his demons and like why why he's been doing this. I thought it was kind of nice that he he explicitly is on the page like. I've been fucking up a lot. I've had a lot of trouble. I've been very stressed, like a lot of big things have been happening and they've been really bad, and I've been blaming Iron Man, like I've been blaming this part of me that I get to go do and put on a suit, and I've been shifting all of the blame onto this part of me that doesn't have to be me. And at one point at the end of an issue, he's like, the problem is me and that sucks. Iron Man doesn't drink. Like, Tony re- drinks. He he tries to go be <laughs> Iron Man only. Yeah, but then Iron Man drinks, and it's not a solution. Which <laughs> I thought I thought was real. I believed that that would happen before he's like, "Fuck, okay, maybe there's a different problem." Yeah, I I don't know. I liked getting to see him like work through that. Even even though it's sort of in like Duplo terms, right? Like we're playing yeah. with kid bricks, and 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 it's not it's not bad though. Like his his realizations are are cool there where he's like. Wow, I'm incredibly self-destructive. <laughs> I would say I would say it was more mature than I expected and probably about as mature as I should realistically be able to. Or yeah, I guess more mature than I previously, but like this was as mature, I don't think it could have been a more mature, more nuanced take than than what we got. Yeah. I think we got the the most bang out of our buck for what this is, for what time it is, and for who it's for.
0: The most bang out of our 40 yeah. cents.
1: Yes, right. God. Oh, still only 40 cents. For the last couple of weeks, I, I, I have said that these issues were, were basically fine, but I didn't feel important. And in some ways, that remains true. Like, it is still kind of business as usual for a happy-go-lucky Iron Man reader. I don't, but. I would never choose to read this. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Uh, I wasn't saying that, 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 that it paid them off, necessarily. I was going to say that. Going back, I don't know how much shorter that this, if, if you started cutting episodes out of the ones, or cutting issues out of what we read, I think it would have been a sort of pretty jarring and pretty abridged. And all things considered, nine or 10 issues gave it a pretty smooth, uh, narrative arc that, that I, I can appreciate, even if I didn't really connect much with the early, earlier issues. Yeah. Yeah. Shane pointed out that it was, I mean, that's nine issues is most of a year. That's like three quarters of a year in real time of release. And mm-hmm. let's oh, these months at the time. Yeah. Yeah. They're monthlies. And it's like, that's a, that's a, that's a good commitment of like, yeah. we're going to do this story for most of not 1979. Like, sure. We're going to do alcoholism. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. That's cool. I hope you, I hope you feel like, uh, like our time with, with Iron Man was well spent. And also I hope you're excited to not come back to him anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think without further ado, it's time for me to to punt it, punt that ball right on over to Shane at the at his own twenty.
0: Oh my gosh! Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's
1: <laughs> Fuck Mary Kill,
0: where we have one in the gun, one in the bum, and one who is the one. Yes, yes, yes. Hello, gentlemen. Today Can
1: I just get ahead of you really quick? Can I just say that I really hope one of them is the demon, the one from the bottle? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 I thought, don't, please don't.
0: <laughs> I thought it would be in very poor taste to yeah, <laughs> to fuck Mary Kill any of that. So instead, what we have for you is Tyros the yeah. sex-crazed, middle-management warlord. We have Proteus, the shell-sucking, ex-deviant. Mm-hmm. And just just because Andy put this in my brain, a bucket of Kentucky Fried Chicken.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, just no, no, no. You, might from think Water you might think that's dumb. You might think that's dumb, but it really does add an interesting element. <laughs>
0: it was it was never going to be water wizard unfortunately i'm sorry
1: <laughs> he's only for me
0: <laughs> the water wizard listen water wizard and discus are both fuck and marry. like done it's too yeah. easy <laughs> too easy
1: if you get a guy who can do who can disc golf you put a ring on that um <sighs> all right <laughs> I, I have a big question it's sorry. philosophical
0: K, yeah, tell me.
1: Do you have to... No, I'm not going to phrase it that way. If you eat the bucket of KFC, <laughs> is that a fuck or a marry or a kill? Or is it a kill? Yeah. I think for um, the purposes of the game, I think kill means you can't eat it.
0: We, have we okay. ever decided yeah. that kill means you can't, you can't eat it? Because that will change some of my kills. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we can, uh, no, we um, can rule the other way. That's my, Show me my the my rule book where it says... <laughs> I only I only kill what I eat.
1: <laughs> it feels like a freebie, though. It feels like if you can eat the KFC as your kill, you're double dipping a little bit.
0: That is, that does sound like a double dipping because agree. it gives you so much pleasure. It's like you're fucking it while killing it.
1: <laughs> now, can you eat any KFC chicken? Eating it's like fucking it. <laughs> If you marry, but if you marry the chicken, are you entitled to a, like a drumstick? Can you eat a little bit of chicken? Oh, uh, just a nibble. Can I just have a nibble <laughs> off my wife? Yeah, but you got to make it last your whole life. Ugh.
0: Hang on. Wait. Do can we, can we also lay down one more rule? Is that it will never go bad? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And you can repop- You can repurpose. <laughs> you can repurpose the. You can put more chicken in the bucket. I don't you, think that's. That. You can put more <laughs> chicken in the bucket. I think so. It, for oh, For marriage, for marriage purposes, it's still a bucket of KFC, but it's a different any... chicken. It, it is it's like a
0: it's sister chickens. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you think that, that one so bucket of KFC all comes from one chicken, Shane? <laughs> Do you think that they keep all those chicken bits sort of cataloged, like this one was from James, and they make sure well, James well, got, goes in well, your bucket and if no it, one else? If
0: no, when they're in the factory, they like plop a chicken into the bucket and then it goes through the big machine and it comes out as fried chicken on the other side in the bucket, right? If, and then if,
1: the, if we get uh, in the bucket! <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with saying that's all the chicken you get, but for me, I think that that eliminates the bucket of KFC as marriage material. <laughs> I think i'll have to spend one night with a bucket uh, wait wait uh, is
0: that a really great metaphor for marriage though that you have to <laughs> savor the chicken in your bucket and you can't probably. eat it all at once probably is pretty well, see, i thought but, the,
1: uh, i thought the fun metaphor for marriage was that you have to keep refilling the bucket with you know your effort and time and and
0: so Look. wait is the is <laughs> real thing we're deciding more than to kill the bucket or the chicken it's gotta go somewhere <laughs> hey, you
1: fuck the bucket the chicken's in the bucket
0: <laughs> what came first the chicken or the bucket <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah yep this is good let's maybe really quickly really really quickly talk about the other two contestants who are yeah sure waiting patiently behind the chicken uh i i think tyros is it tyros is that his name uh yeah i think he has think two names Harold name and his human name or whatever alien they are. Yeah, We're not talking about the yes, Herald he one. The Herald Terax. one is too cool. Yeah. He becomes Terax the Tamer. The Earthbender. Uh, and yes, he's an Earthbender because Galactus was like, well, I already had an air one, a fire one, and a water one, so I've got to finish the set. Collect, collect all the Pokemon. It. Yeah, I like the idea. I think I'm going to fuck him. And I, I think that because I like the interpretation of that thing he said, and I'd like to see I know it's a risk that maybe I'll never enjoy anything ever again, but I'd like to see what he can do. I'd like to find out. And It'll make your marriage go better with the bucket of chicken. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. You just assume Andy's marrying the bucket of chicken. Maybe he's gonna kill it.
1: Yeah, I don't know. That doesn't sound like Andy. I know. Yeah, it doesn't sound like Andy. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Uh, hey Shane, who is the third one? <laughs> it was Proteus. Proteus. <laughs> I worry about Proteus. I It's I, problematic. I, he's, he's got somebody I's, else's body. Mm-hmm. He's not very Bright. nice, so you know. And he seems pretty willing to drain your entire life force at the drop of a hat. So marriage. If we found out that there was like some sort of hot empty shell that he goes into sometimes, then maybe I'd fuck him. But mm, like, a, like Krang's body. Yeah. But I think, as uh, it stands, I've got to kill Proteus. Yeah, I mean, if there was some way for me to get over the moral quandary of the possession part, there's a, something a little novel about being married to someone who never has the same body like two days in a row. Like, yeah, exactly. Oh, if it was it's yeah, a lot of variety, it, but but the, the but the moral oogies of it is very is, surface level. It's interesting, but at, beyond that, it's pretty gross. <laughs> <laughs> it's very upsetting, and I think we have to kill him. Shane, are you going to kill him with us?
0: I don't know. I'm I'm kind of oh. into
1: I'm
0: kind of into to marrying the body hopping. That's kind of fun. <laughs> I I th- I think.
1: Do you think he'd send it? But he'd come home. He'd come home like Jack of the Beanstalk with just like the wrong body. He's bought. He's he's come home with something you don't care for. You send him back to the store. <laughs> to get a better. To, to get a better body. No. <laughs>
0: Oh. I said pick up a marine. This is clearly air force. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, <laughs> you had that one in the chamber. You were ready to do that. Uh, um I kill Therax. I have to kill Therax or, all or right. Tyros. 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 Yeah. Whatever his name. It he we kill him. He doesn't matter. He doesn't matter. He's middle management. He's yeah. whatever. We kill him. Um, and then I definitely marry that delicious original recipe fried chicken.
1: Finger licking good. <laughs> Do you promise to finger lick this bucket of chicken till death be part? <laughs>
0: i'm so mad we could live here all day
1: <laughs> see i think i think i'll marry tyros i think he's got a fun energy uh and i think i i think in general i try to maximize pleasure in the fuck position and i think mm-hmm. i think in this in this moment that's the chicken <laughs> it's really greasy <laughs>
0: And That's you know so you lubricated. can eat, you can eat
1: all of the chicken you can oh. as long as you want. With... Oh my god. <laughs> oh no, I'm bleeping that. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of it you don't have any obligation to, you know, emotionally support an empty bucket full of bones.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's just like marriage. <laughs> oh no. I think you'd right, be everyone. obligated oh, to the
1: bones. I think if you married the bucket you'd be you'd be left tending tending for bones most of it.
0: I, I have to get us out yeah, of here. And I'm I ending this, Andy. I, I'm sorry, I'm ending this. Uh,
1: oh, take it, take it.
0: No, it, it, this, everyone, thank you for listening to the Infinite Backlog. This has been three chubby guys talking about fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hey, I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you want to hear more shows from us, we have two more for you. Saturday Morning Tuesdays, you guys, it's the show that started it all. Uh, You can hear me, Rory and Andy, and we are on this journey most Tuesdays where we are looking through the weirdest and wildest, coolest and droolest uh, (laughs) cartoons, children's cartoons, adult cartoons. From all across the spectrum of time. We're going to cover your favorite show. Maybe we're going to talk about the ones you hate. Probably. (laughs) And it's a great, wonderful time. So be sure to catch that. We've also got I've Read Dune with Rory Voy. Me, Rory Voy. It's a podcast where I have read Dune and they're my captive audience for an hour. Every Wednesday till we finish the book, we're releasing I've Read Dune with Rory Voy. Me. I've read June,
0: <laughs> And of course, if you enjoyed this show or any of our shows really and you want to support us, we do have a Patreon chock full of bonus content. Everything from videos to sound clips to even some fun art that I get to make for you once a month. Um, and, you know, even if you can't support us monetarily, if you don't have anything to give... We would just love it if you joined our Discord and send us memes. Um, Send memes to us all day long. Keep us awake all night long with your memes. We love memes. We consume them. Just ruin us with your memes. (laughs) Please ruin us with your memes. As always, our links are in the episode description. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thanks, everybody. Laters.